Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is another week in our crazy, crazy community here at Frame Rates and Face Locks. As you can tell, my amazing co-host Rev is here with me. Before we get into anything, we have to do a little bit of housekeeping. You can catch us at our Twitter handles, Rise and Revolt and One of One FCH, or you can follow the Willow link down in the description to get everything that you need to get a hold of us. How's your week gone, man? Uh, it's uh, been a lot busier than normal um, the last week or two, but uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, I'd say. Okay. So for what we're going to start off with is the very interesting idea, and I'm a big fan of it, of how they have created the Pillar Tournament and how ultimately we will get a fatal four-way match out of it in AEW as MJF handpicked both Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy to go up against each other in last week's Dynamite or this past third Wednesday's Dynamite, which then he pitched the idea of Sammy Guevara teaming with him to get Jungle Boy eliminated. Of course, you can tell just by how that segment went. We are still getting the fatal four-way match at double or nothing. Just this is MJF's way of worming in through the story and showing how much of a heel he is. I thought it was a great idea. I've enjoyed this story so far. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I don't really see any other alternative for them to go. Again, um, it kind of has to be like this um because everybody else is tied up in other programs and um yeah so i mean it's good for you know those guys that have been there the whole time and getting to um you know get in the main event picture i mean it's great for them um i'm happy to see it but again i don't know i just feel like there's a lull in terms of like big time storylines in either company right now. Um, it's just kind of like, almost feels like they're, they're doing something to further something along until something bigger comes. I mean, we knew that we, we prepared for that. We hit this every year. The only, I think the only difference is this is going to be, the first time that we don't want Roman to be champion. The second, the first time that they are not referring to WrestleMania backlash since the pandemic. And the first time that a prominent veteran is not AEW world champion. Yeah. So... Um... I'm not so much think it needs to be a prominent veteran, but I definitely don't think any of the three are going to beat MJF for the title. I just don't think so. It doesn't look realistic to me. 
Um, I think they're saving the title change for a really big baby face. Um, whether that be Adam Cole, um, somebody like that. But I don't think Jungle Boy, Darbs, or um, Guevara will beat him. I don't think so. I don't think... Okay, I got to take that back. I have to take that back. I would like for Guevara to win. I think if it's a fatal four-way... I think having one of them pin the other doesn't make MJF look weak. I think giving them one right now, Guevara is 30 or he's 29. Jungle Boy's 27. Darby's 31. So I think if you put the belt on any of them, even for a short time, it gives them that opportunity to where they're not in their mid-30s holding a world title. See, I don't think, this is where you and I differ, is I don't think Guevara is a believable world champion right now. I think out of those guys, if anybody beats MJF, it's Jack Perry. Um, He definitely fits the bill of what, the kind of person you want to try to like make a top guy um he's got a lot of star power um he's really over and has been consistently probably since his you know first match in AEW um not only that but I feel like they've groomed him more than they've groomed Guevara Darby um with programs with Christian um you know bigger names like that I feel like he's been groomed for the longer period of time so I feel like it's more realistic to think that Jungle Boy wins. But right now, they're not going to take the belt off of MJF probably, I'd probably say into the fall at the very least. Probably into the fall at the very least, if I had to take a guess. Like I said, I, I want Sammy to win. I'm not going to waver. I'm, I want Sammy to win. That's just a want. That's not a realistic thought but that's just a preference. I would like to see any of the book, either of the three win, preferably Sammy, realistically, probably Jungle Boy. Um, and then the swerve beat Darby, just because I know that Darby doesn't want to wrestle forever. He wants to go into filmmaking, which, hell yeah, he has the perfect mind to do horror movies. And if he goes... To somebody like Blumhouse, it would be perfect. But other than that, um, those are our thoughts on the Pillar Tournament. So, very interesting that the WWE draft is on the sec begins the night after the NFL draft. And through Triple H's own words, that wasn't coincidence. I think it's cool. Um, I know a lot of people think that uh, WWE is trying to put on the quote-unquote sports brand, even though they've been sport entertainment since I was born. That's almost 26 years, and if you're barely realizing that now, you got to either get out of your own head or just 
stop watching wrestling because you're not paying attention. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I want to know how they're going to play it, though, because they've already tried the we're going to give you draft picks and we'll do a trade like, you know, how realistic organizations do it. And then nothing happened in the next draft that coincided with AJ Styles moving from SmackDown to Raw and uh, Raw getting the number one pick overall. That was never mentioned again. So, I mean, it, it's obvious. I mean, to me, it's starting to look more obvious how this is going to go. Um, I mean, I have a feeling SmackDown gets number one pick and Roman's going to be number one pick. The only thing I don't like about that is it almost feels like they're going to Jew Cody Rhodes. Because, like, yeah, you can introduce a new title, but then it's if it's not the WWE title he wins, it still means nothing. Like, his, that's the title his dad didn't win. Well, so if, unless yeah. they're going to strip, unless they're literally going to strip the WWE title off Roman, which then they don't even need the universal change they don't even need to change the name of the WWE title so like it doesn't make sense to me because we all know roman reigns is going to be the number one pick of the draft like those without saying he's gonna be the number one pick of the draft um and i have a feeling cody stays on raw um pretty I, i would bank on it cody stays on monday night raw um it's the draft's gonna be interesting, but they've got to go out of their way to make it different than what we've seen over the past couple of years. Otherwise, nobody's gonna care. Because we've seen, I want to say we've seen consistently four different types of drafts. We've seen everybody looks at the monitor and then it randomly picks, and that went on for about a good what six years, seven years. Mm-hmm. Then we had both commissioners come out on separate podiums and each make their pick. And that went on for a good few years. Then we had the, okay, we're only going to do like five picks and then you could see the rest online bullshit. And then we had the, okay, now we have commentary desks and you can catch us on our live stream as we make first and second and third overall picks and this, that, and the other, like, the NFL draft and that went on for like two years. So I don't know what iteration we're going to see of this WWE draft. That's going to make it feel authentic. I, I was always a huge proponent of the podiums with the two GMs. Um, That was my favorite. Um, I thought that was really good, especially because you can, you actually have that like competitive thing between both general managers um, and that feel like they're really competing against each other kind of thing. What? One of the best ones was Ric Flair. Ric Flair versus... and Vince. Yes. Rick and yes, Vince was. was probably yeah. the best one. Yeah. Um, and so that was really good. Um, I, I would like to see it go that way again, but we don't have multiple general managers. We just have Adam Pierce. Yeah. So unless they're going to make Chelsea Green like they're talking about, a GM, which I think they will. I think they'll, they have to, if they do that, they have to start today, tonight. Well, the thing about it is, is like, there hasn't been much to really establish um, 
Adam Pierce as the um, the baby face. He's kind of like a tweener. He does some things that benefit the faces, some things that benefit the heels. He's just there. Yeah. We know that Chelsea Green has to be the heel. Like, that's just her character. She's got to be the heel, especially with this Karen gimmick. Like, she's got to be the heel GM. Yeah. But they really got to go out of their way to, like, establish Adam Pierce as the good guy. Um, I feel like they tried to do that with the Cody and Brock thing. I think they've, I feel like they've tried to do it even before when he kept giving Chelsea opportunities into the tag match, even though we all knew that was just, that played along to their gimmicks. Like he just wants her to leave to get away from him. So he'll, he'll do the best that he can with what he has. Um, you know, offering her to tag team with Dewdrop and then Dewdrop pulling out story wise and then offering, uh, okay, you and Sonia could do it and call yourself uh, customer service or whatever he made the joke of. I can't remember. And then right before Mania. So I think Adam Pierce is the baby face, regardless. Adam yeah, Pierce has sure. to be. For sure. Um, and then when. Can... What it it's in Fort Worth, Fort Worth, right? Yeah, uh, night two is in Fort Worth. Oh, on Monday Night Raw. The draft starts on SmackDown, so yeah. that's why I know SmackDown's going to have the the number one pick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's I'd like to see that, and they've got a lot of setting up they're going to need to do. Um, I'm honestly more. The draft is cool, but I'm more focused on what the hell they're going to do with Backlash than I am the draft right now. Because I feel like the only matches that have a chance to make sense and be more than just a celebrity guest spot, they've booked themselves into a corner. Like Brock Lesnar and Cody, they've booked themselves into a corner. How the only way that Cody's gonna win and not hurt Brock is if there's interference. So the only speculation I can think of is Bobby Lashley maybe coming back for Brock one more time and costing Brock the match with Cody. But that's literally the only thing I can think of. But then that doesn't make Cody look good either. See, Cody has to beat Lesnar. That's the whole thing, you know. Um, Cody losing to Lesnar really does nothing for the story. Brock just does Brock things. And there's no more build-up to get Cody the first step to start the climb again. And I feel like they put him against too big of an opponent because one of them has to get hurt now. One of one of them's momentum has got to get hurt. And realistically, as great as Cody is, I don't know that they can book a believable way that Cody defeats Brock Lesnar. Especially with the way they've built up Brock Lesnar. Well, even the way that you just said it, like somebody has to interfere, that doesn't look good on Cody either. No, it doesn't. They've booked themselves into a corner for yeah. real. Like, yeah. 
And not only that, but Brock agreeing to go to an international show, you think Brock is going to lo- let himself lose? No. No. We, we've seen what happened in New Japan. Brock. Mind you. Brock, for to do these things, Brock, like, has, it's his priority to look good and look strong. A loss to Cody doesn't make him look strong. So Brock would probably be the first one to go, yeah, okay, I'll lose, but it's going to be because of outside interference. It's not going to be a clean victory. Yeah. But Cody needs a clean victory. Yes. Especially because all of his momentum tanked when when he lost to Roman, and now he crashed to the bottom. And now to start that climb again, he's got to have that first step, and Brock is obviously that first step. But... It makes me wonder, like, how they're going to come out of this. Like, doesn't make much sense to me. And to be honest, if they don't do it right, it's going to get booed out of the building. Like, they can't play off hometown because neither of them are Puerto Rican. Not only that, but international fans, at least uh, for the most part, they gravitate toward the big names that have been around a very long time. That's why, like, Goldberg is huge in Saudi. That's why Brock Lesnar is huge in Saudi. Uh, Hogan, Austin, Rock, all those legends, they're big in the international community because they're plastered all over the promotional material even before shows were allowed to go there. Those were the guys they watched. And they're the most mainstream names. So, I mean, unless some not something bizarre happens... Which it has already. I mean, we didn't expect Cody to be as over as he was in Canada. But he was very over in Canada. So maybe maybe it's a, maybe it'll surprise us. But I get this weird feeling that Brock is going to be the heavily favored person in the match by the audience. And Brock's a heel. And they don't want Cody to get booed. So I I don't even think that's going to be the main event. The only way that this happens, I mean, mean, again, it's not realistic to me that Brock's going to take a clean loss. The only way Cody gets over if he's being booed is if Brock absolutely just destroys him over and over and over in the match. And Cody keeps kicking out and Cody just will not die. That's the only way that I think he can win over a hostile crowd against Lesnar. Is he's he's got to just get like kind of like Seth did, where Brock was just killing him and killing him and killing him, and then he just wouldn't stay down. I, I feel like that's how it's got to be. But the only thing that sucks is this is probably the match with the biggest storyline implication at the pay per view. And it's going to be overshadowed by Bad Bunny in a tag match. Yeah, that's why I'm saying this ain't even going to be the main event. I have no faith that Cody versus Lesnar is the main event. And it with... sucks because I'm not knocking Bad Bunny. He's good for who for the kind of like celebrity he is. He he's good for being a outside celebrity. But should he have the spotlight over like the biggest story on monday night raw no no he shouldn't and it almost sucks for dominic and ray too because they've taken a back seat to bad bunny now like that's the story of this match bad bunny returning to the ring 
It's no longer about Dom and Ray. It's about Bad Bunny. And it's like, okay, like, the only thing that I, it looks like they're building toward is that, you know, they leaned really heavy into faction warfare on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. They leaned really heavy. So heavy that that's probably, no way that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be like LWO and Judgment the Bloodline Day. and Judgment Day, like fighting each other. It's definitely got to be at this point. Yeah. So. With Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle in there. Yeah. So it's going to be like a four, like four way tag match, basically. I don't even think it's going to be that. You know what I think it's going to be? An eight man. Ray. Bunny, Sammy, and Kevin versus Finn, Damien, or Dominic, Damien, Jay, and um. Oh wait, no, because it'll be it's already the tag team champions and Matt Riddle versus the Bloodline in yep. another match. And so, they've already and now they've got the cross of them in it, and now they got the Judgment Day mixed in with it, and they got the LWO mixed in with it. Yeah, so and it's a cool concept. Don't get me wrong; like it, it sounds really cool to have all the factions fighting each other. But something tells me it's going to turn into like a very convoluted, hard to keep up mess, where matches are happening and rivalries are happening that makes zero sense. Like, um, so I mean that sounds cool, but as far as like any of this on the draft implication, like. They haven't really even given us anything on the draft, like for anything to have implication. Yeah. It literally like it just feels like they're gonna go up there and pick names. I mean, I guess that's cool. It'll be nice to see different matchups that we don't typically get to see, you know, with a, a roster shakeup, but storyline wise, I'm not sure how that's gonna work. Not to mention like I'm sorry, but like they, the graphic they released had Maurice in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not super excited because I'm not entirely sure that Maurice is in ring shape enough to compete on a regular basis. She all, she even called it out. She asked why I'm in, why am I there? And yeah, so. I think there's other storylines that are much bigger than the draft and it shouldn't be that way because they're making the draft out as big as they are. Like they're making it out to be this huge thing, but there's other, other stories in WWE that are taking the spotlight away from the draft stuff. That's not even happening on TV. Like what's catching steam a lot is all these wrestlers changing their names to their real names and blacking out their Twitter. Becky Lynch, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and two former I'm, world I, champions. I believed it when it was only one or two people. But then when it spread to like Cora Jade and it's like spreading, I think it's a work. I think it's a work. That's not to say Drew's not really happy. I mean, I'm sure there's to a measure he's not. But this whole Twitter blackout thing, it's spread so far through the roster to people who are still wrestling on weekly television. That makes me think that this is a work. It's a, it's a story of some kind. 
So the only thing I can think of that is that they'll have the brand that they're on as a way, as a surprise. Not only that, but I think this is also tying into what Triple H said. It'll change the game. Yeah, something something's going down, especially because um, Fightful broke that Becky didn't miss Raw because she's unhappy. Becky missed Raw because of an injury. Yes. So there's no reason for her to black out her Twitter. As far as Seth being upset and possibly walking out, Seth was on. I didn't Raw. believe. I didn't believe that shit. I didn't believe that shit. Seth was I on Raw and yeah. wrestled the Miz. Yeah. There are people being treated much worse. So this this screams story to me. But that's not what the story should be right now. The story should be this draft. The story should be like, this is gonna sh- if this is going to change the game, as he says, they should really lean into that, like some implication that's going to make this different than any other draft before. Something... They they really got to do something, because right now, to be honest, I'm not all that hyped about it. Like I'm like a draft, I guess okay, like whatever, I guess. But it's weird because like like I was saying earlier, it's almost like every company is having a weird lull at the same time, and normally you get like once i.e. like wwe has a lull it's almost like aew knows it and so they'll like ramp their stuff up so like they're like the top at that time but they've even got a lull going right now impact's got a lull going on right now um even ring of honor really doesn't have much major going on right now so it's kind of like it's weird like the entirety of pro wrestling is just kind of like slowed down right now um it's very weird because again, you know, AEW is very well documented that when WWE stumbles, oh, they make a big deal out of that, and they really haven't. So, I honestly don't know what to think right now. I just I want something to happen that's exciting. And to be honest, I don't care what company it comes from. Just give us something. Give give us something to talk about because this is the second week in a row where you know I I watch all the the news that comes across. And there's nothing that really like makes me like I need to dive into that topic. It's just kind of like, oh, that happened. Oh, that happened, I guess. I mean, it's just like you were saying in um, in the Discord about, you know, some of the stuff that was going on on, I think it, maybe it was AEW the other night you were watching. And you're like, I guess so-and-so is going to fight so-and-so. Oh yeah. Okay. So for everybody who's wondering, I'm looking at the um I'm looking at the Discord right now because oh I, I was even questioning, I was like, when did I say that? Uh so I said so it's Sean Spears and Ricky Starks versus Bullet Club Gold, yeah. I guess, moving forward. Jericho and Cole are face to face next. That's that's the thing, is like it's that I guess, like it's kind of like all right, if that's what you want to do, like, and like I said, I, I, I'm praying for something, something to come out of left field that's super exciting and gets us hyped again, because right now, and there's a few bright spots here and there, but there's nothing that's like insane going on. There's nothing that's exciting to the point where we can't wait to get on this 
and talk about it. Um, and that's not to say we don't like being on the podcast and, you know, talking to all you guys out there that, that watch our, our podcast, but, you know, I, I guarantee you guys can feel the vibe has changed from a couple weeks ago where we were, you know, super hyped, high energy, you know, talking where we were going through two and a half, almost three hours of topics. And now, you know, we're struggling to fill an know, hour, an hour. And yeah. So as far as the draft though, you know, before we get too far off the track, like I want it to be good, but WWE is not really doing themselves any favors. I know for a fact that they are doing this on purpose the night after the NFL draft. And I guarantee you during the draft on TV, there's going to be five to 10 WWE commercials talking about the draft. Tune in tomorrow night on Fox on yeah. uh, Fox Sports One. I was gonna, I I screwed that up. I'm not even gonna yeah. try to recover but, that. Yeah, but it's gonna be on there. Yeah, um, and it's done intentionally, like like you said, it's done intentionally because they're gonna capitalize off the hype that the NFL draft has, advertise the WWE draft to get people to go, oh wow, they're gonna draft on pro wrestling. I wonder what that looks like. Click. Next day, they're going to change the channel there. And then they're like, okay, so we have Roman Reigns, undisputed universal champion, as our number one pick. And I can guarantee you, even people who don't normally tune in are going to see both his belts and be like, well, why wouldn't he be the number one fucking pick? And then guess what? Here in about like two months, we're going to have AEW do a draft. Holy shit, the AEW draft! It's going to be like basketball. There's going to be a lottery system. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes. And we all know the the new show picks CM Punk as their number one, one pick. pick. Oh, no. Okay, so we'll get into that next. We'll get into the collision talk next because I brought it up on the Discord. But I put out the, the question to everybody in the Discord and our wise man answered and I said, we need one good question from y'all for the pod. Best question gets answered. He said, is catering to a wrestler or small group of wrestlers good for business? I.e. what they've done to CM Punk, what they've done to Roman Reigns and the bloodline, what they've done to the elite. Is that good for business? I'm going to let you answer first. So. I feel like that's kind of a loaded question because. It all depends on the way you are answering that question from what perspective. Yeah. From a fan's or even a wrestler's perspective, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, preferential treatment on any roster, on any product, is always bad for business. I mean, look again, calling back to WCW, when the, NWO, the NWO is around you know, favored nations contracts. Um, and Kevin Nash was booking the damn show. Yeah. And there's been a lot of wrestlers that came out and were against that. Did not like that. Or Eric Bischoff being part of the NWO and also being the president of WCW. Yeah. You know, it. it's probably not a good look. And even if you have the best of intentions, you're going to alienate a lot of your talent because they're going to feel it's not fair. Now, if you're talking about a corporate business perspective, yes, it is good for business. 
AEW right now wants to bring in as much money as they can. They want to, to get as much foothold on the mainstream as possible to be able to compete with WWE. And they know they've been losing to Raw, to SmackDown in these ratings. They know that. And the quickest way for that to change is to get a big foothold on the mainstream media where your product is all over the place. That's why we've got that reality show. That's why we've got Dynamite. That's why we've got Rampage. That's why we're about to get this other product, is they want as much AEW content on the mainstream airwaves. Now, when you get Warner Media involved, or any any major media, I mean, again, Endeavor is going to be a lot of the same way. They want a big star. They want somebody that's gonna you know cash the checks that's gonna bring the money rolling in and get eyes on the product so when you're backed up against a wall and you know you're a tony khan or a triple h or whoever the network that's putting your show on their their air they have a certain amount of clout that they can basically tell you what they want and it's either you give it to them or you risk them taking you off the air. And being that Warner Media is literally where all of their content is. TNT, TBS, that's all owned by Warner. I, so, I don't I don't think you saw the article that posted this morning about and I didn't want to put it cuz it's from Warner but it it's not from a wrestling article but Warner Discovery the new max app that's coming out is looking to is looking at wwe's peacock contract because it ends in a year and technically the new head not vince is who they're talking to the head of endeavor not the head of wwe see and this is why it's even more important because AEW wants to clog as much content as they can so that warner isn't going to want to look at WWE anymore. They're going to think, oh, we got our wrestling product. So Warner wants a big star. And Warner, looking at the trends of business for the last couple of years in AEW, there was no bigger boom in AEW than when Punk returned and the money that brought in. They're not blind to that. And that's what they want. And so... Tony Khan's got to make the, the difficult decision to say, okay, for the survival of the company, do I need to do this? Yeah, I should probably give them what they want. So it's a really he, loaded question. He walks because, out in a Bullet Club gold t-shirt. I understand. Ugh. <laughs> um, Dude, if he did, um, if he did, I feel like a lot of people would tune in just because Bishop did it first. The Basically, the thing is like, it's, I understand the out the the uproar about punk coming back and being automatically the head of this new show. Like I, I understand from their point of view. But again, from a business point of view, like again, we've talked about it with WWE in the past where like sponsors and networks, they want what they want. I mean, it's like Saudi Arabia with WWE. They've paid WWE all this money. That gives them a certain amount of say-so that they can say, no, I want this person on my show here because I paid you this much money. 
So Warner is paying this much money for AEW content. And they want CM Punk. And if you put yourself in Tony's shoes, I don't I don't think he's in a much of a position to to turn it down. I mean, he's a guy with no promoter experience. He's just a, a billionaire trustee that decided as a wrestling fan he wanted to make a wrestling company. So outside of that money and outside of all that, he's got no experience dealing with these these promoters and the I mean these sponsors and these network execs. I mean, other than his father dealing with the NFL, obviously. I was gonna say, I was like, well, but it's a different world, but it's still the same world, sort of. Kind uh, of, but not yeah. really. It's kind of like you know, Tony's in a position where if he wants AEW to succeed, it's a he's gotta come up with a, a sacrifice. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna have to bring CM Punk back. But what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to keep the elite and all the people that don't like punk over here on this show or that show. We're gonna keep punk over here with the people that are willing to work with punk over here. And I guarantee you punk will be like the, the main guy and they're going to bring people over there that don't have a problem with him. And then any new signings that get signed are going to go to that show because they don't got any issues with punk. They can work programs. And I think the biggest situation is that it's just really sad to see that this had to happen and there's no way that sides are willing to mend because think of some of the amazing moments we could have if they would. I mean, man, the elite and CMFTR. I'm sorry. I agree with Dax. What a match. That would be insane. Um, probably one of the best trios matches of all time. Guaranteed. Um, it's it's just a sad situation, but I think Tony in the position he's in, he has to do this. This is what he has to do. They'd be stupid for not bringing Punk back. One, the sponsors, and two, you know the money it's going to draw in. You know. And you got to get a leg up. You got to, you know, you got to do that. And especially if they want to sign half these talents that so-called are unhappy with WWE. I mean, we just had a new story break this morning about NJPW has spent too much money and now they can't sign certain people. Yeah, yeah. And they're about to run in that same situation. But you made Dave Finley the head of Bullet Club. Yeah, and it's like... I understand the mainstream attention that Mercedes Monet brings. I get it. It's, it's Sasha Banks. She was all over the world on TVs everywhere. But when you pay that chunk of money to a star like that, no matter who it is or how deserved it is, other parts of your business are going to suffer. And AEW, I mean, let's talk about historically. AEW has signed so, so much talent. People want to say there's so much people on WWE's roster. AEW's right up there with them. They've got so many wrestlers on contract. And some of them are wrestlers we haven't seen wrestle in almost a year. I.E. Miro. Yes. Like... I think there comes a time where you've got too many people on your roster. You've got too many. You can't even use them all. 
and you got to do something. And so, you know, if they want to sign some of these big names, they've got to bring in a lot more money. They've got to bring in a lot more money. And punk is a means to an end. You know, if you can keep him over here away from the people that, it, you know, he's going to combust with over here, then you've got money and it's going to come in. And it's going to be good business. Everybody wins. They get what they want. The elite don't have to work with punk. Brandon Cutler doesn't have to work with punk. Punk gets to come back and, and try to make up for what happened. Um, everybody wins. AEW makes more money. Turner's uh, Warner discovers happy. It's a win-win. So I think that question, it's a great question, but it really just depends on the way you're looking at it because it's easy as a fan or even a wrestler to be like, that's an absolute shit show. Like, how could Tony do this? Like, it's not fair. And you're they're, they're right. It's not. But it's also not fair to not listen to the people that are paying you money. Like, got to do what you got to do. So that's my take on it. So I'll answer with what I replied to our wise man in the discord, which is because he said, this is what I said, or he asked, they ever going to figure out what to do with punk? I said, so it seems like AEW will have a two hour show called Col collision. Originally they fucked up on the actual trademarking and called it collusion because Tony couldn't spell and then they had to fix it. They had to, dude. Fightful reported <laughs> this. They fucked up originally because that's why it took so long for this to break is because they called it collusion. And then, <laughs> yes, and now it's collision on Saturday nights. It'll be from 8 to 10 in your local area. Um, It will have, C it'll be a CM Punk led brand. It'll feature talent that doesn't have a problem or actually care about punk. Now, when I said actually care, Rev helped me out there. He said new talent that hasn't interrupt in like interacted with Phil Brooks ever. So they can't really be like, I hate this guy because they don't know him. Like they're they're gonna go in zero percent because they're like, I can't say I love him, I can't say I hate him. I love who CM Punk is, but I don't know this man. Um, while Dynamite will feature the talent like the Elite, the JSA, and the talent that did have a problem with Punk. This is all a rumor for now, but Warner Media has slotted a new AEW show, which will become the fourth show, not including the YouTube channel. A brand a brand split is has been mentioned a lot, and Collision has been trademarked success, successfully with NJPW not having a problem with it because they do have collision as a pay-per-view yearly but they have already said that they are fine with it now our wise men said that's stupid and i pointed out i mean building a second brand isn't bad plus everybody wants punk to hold gold if AEW has two world championships i mean do we really care and AEW has such a huge roster so basically what we get mad at wwe for having such a big roster and not having people doing now AEW is trying to be like, well, we'll split so that other faces like my future best friend Fuego soul can hold the new <laughs> title. Dude, I've been trying so hard, but um, that's my take on it is kind of like yours business wise. It's okay. 
for the past three years, we had to deal with it with the bloodline. And I don't, I didn't hear anybody complain wearing their feeling Usi or day one ish or God mode shirt. So if you have a problem with it now, it's because your guy isn't the main focus. I'm going to call it right back to this also. Who in the AEW locker room were happy to be around CM Punk? It was a lot of the younger talent. It was... Exactly. Yeah. So younger talent. Yes. It was back to saying, these new names they're going to sign, i.e. Are... younger talent, yeah. who Phil loves to work with, yes. loves to give advice to, yes. all of that, they're going to put them there. Like, that's why it makes sense. That's why I said... He might not be everybody's favorite person in the world as a human being. He might not be everybody's best friend. But it's very well documented through his time in WWE, through his time in AEW. He's always been a very big fan of the younger generation of talent. Yes. He he loves to work with that talent. He likes to critique their matches and sit with them in the locker room. In fact, you've heard several of them say in interviews that punk's door was one that was always open to them and he was always willing to sit with them and talk to them about anything they wanted to talk about and that's the kind of guy you need in that locker room and yes the veterans and other other guys with a similar ego that punk has i.e the elite i.e jericho those egos don't mix anyway no matter what company you work for, no matter the situation, you're going to have blowups. I mean, look at Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. And a match that, just despite Hogan, Shawn oversold and made it look stupid, just yes. because. Yes. That Nobody talks about that like this. But it's the same situation. It's two egos. The Elite's ego and Punk's ego. And in this case, Jericho's ego now and punk's ego and when you have them in the same place it's gonna happen when you have that many people who have that personality that you know they think they're the best and the other person thinks they're the best and that's what happens sometimes they can put it aside sometimes they can't but when you get them away from each other it's good business because punk's gonna be a mentor to all these people That's just the way it's going to be. Just like in WWE, Triple H has a contingent of people that call him their mentor. But you also hear the veterans say that, no, he held people down and he buried people and did all this stuff. It's the same situation. Yeah. So Punk in this this case is Triple H. Right? Yeah. The NXT guys, they love Triple H. He helps them out all the time. Punk helps these younger guys out all the time. So... I honestly think it's great. I think it's the right way to do it. And honestly, that's also going to allow a possibility for the fences to be amended because if Punk stays over here and Punk does redeem himself and he goes out of his way to to give back, there's a chance those other guys that have a problem they're going to see that and go, you know what? Maybe. Maybe he really does want to fix things. Maybe he really does because people, again, with Punk, People don't want to believe that he's capable of change. They think he's just an asshole. They think that's just who he is. That's how who he'll always be. So if he does come back and he does give back and he does, you know, come back and be like, look, I'm sorry. I don't want to make up for this, not only to you guys, but to the fans. We're going to do this. And he just gives back and gives back and gives back. You have the people like Jericho 
or the elite or any of those guys that might want to have and sit down a conversation with them down the line and it goes better. And then you have these matches to get to happen before punk retires. So I think Tony, honestly, and I'm, I think Tony makes a lot of stupid decisions, but this might be the best one Tony's ever made. This might be the best decision he's ever made because I honestly think this might be a, uh, a good change for AEW and we might see some really cool things come out of it in the future. So, I mean, I'm for it. Um, but I definitely understand where, um, the wise man and, and others out there that think it's stupid. I get why you're absolutely right. From the point of view, you're looking at it. You're right. It is stupid from that point of view, hundred percent, but there's a lot more at play than that. So again, I do want to clarify when I said talent that doesn't actually have a problem or actually care about punk. It's because like I said, a new guy walking in is going to go crazy, piss himself. We would. If we got to shake CM Punk's hand, we would cry. But we don't know Phil Brooks. And you have to travel with Phil Brooks. You have to be in the locker room with Phil Brooks. So that's why I'm trying to clarify that before anybody comes and attacks me and says, oh, you hate Punk. I don't. I just don't know Phil Brooks. I don't know the MMA fighter. I don't know the the actual comedian. And if you didn't know he did comedy, you don't know him either. The thing about it is, and everybody's guilty of it um, to somebody. You and I have been guilty of it to somebody. Is it's really easy from the outside to to think, oh, somebody's a terrible person just because we don't understand what they're doing or why they're doing it. Yes. And so a lot of people, it's easy to think that punk is the biggest piece of shit in the world but you know none of us were there at at the brawl out thing we don't know the specifics of what really went down and i don't think we ever will i think there will always be some aura of mystery to what really went down there'll be a dark side of the ring 10 years from now and oh we'll yeah learn. there's gonna be and we'll learn that's, that's a dark side of the ring thing it's gonna happen brawl out is gonna be an episode in like five years and i'll love it i will love it so and much i'm gonna watch it everybody will watch it but the thing is it's like there's too many people that are too loyal to each side to be unbiased i'm sorry but i don't believe a word brandon cutler has to say and that's nothing against brandon cutler but we all know the elite are his boys of course he's gonna side with them well i don't believe brandon cutler because look how he started and look how he got promoted he yeah, started yeah. as a librarian, and now he's part of the elite. That's what I'm saying. When you have a close-knit person vouching, like that's why like if Ace Steel came out with his side of the story, I wouldn't believe a damn word he said. Because that's Punk's boy. What I would believe is, you know, somebody that if had you no see, stake. If you see like Dante Martin and Sky Blue be like, okay, this is what our point of view was down the hall. Then yeah, you'd be like, then you'd be like, okay, because these two are young. They're in their early 20s. They could ruin their career now, but they're going to speak. Yeah, those those are the people you want to listen to, the people that have no stake on either side. They don't have friends on either side. They're just there. Yeah. Those are the guys you want to listen to. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, all in all, good business decision. Maybe questionable from other points of view, but I think I'm super excited for the younger generation of talent because they're going to have somebody that, I mean, nobody can argue, despite the kind of person that you might think Phil Brooks is, nobody can argue that in 
since he's come back, he's he's very much proven that he loves pro wrestling. He he loves the sport. He loves what he does, and he missed what he does. And to instill that, and to have somebody that does love that, to give back to that younger generation, that's what you need. That's what you need. That's why NXT was so great, is because you had a guy like Triple H and a guy like William Regal who love this, that were giving back and instilling that same love into that younger generation of wrestlers. I mean, that look at Adam Cole now. That's not to say Adam Cole wasn't great in PWG and ROH and New Japan, because he was. He was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But the Adam Cole now and the Adam Cole then are night and day to me. Um, well, because this Adam Cole's, he's more, I don't know what to think of this one. I like him, but I'm also, I don't know him. I I think, I think this can only make the future of pro wrestling better. Now, for the veterans that have had their cup of coffee and are still having their cup of coffee, maybe not so much. But for the picture of wrestling five to ten years down the road, I think this is going to be great. I think this is really good for that. Absolutely. So for a lot of people right now, wrestling is still going to stay. I'm going to give it – what do we have next month? We have double or nothing next month. I don't even know what WWE's pay-per-view is next month. We we have... This isn't July Money in the Bank? Money in... Let me see. Let me see. Give me one second. Money in the... I don't know. My internet's being slow. It's okay. I can take a... I can cut this dead air out anyways. Yeah, dude. I, I don't even know. Money in the Bank. Yep, Saturday, July 1st. So that's in July. So I don't even know what we're they're doing next month. So, do- um, so we got double oh, or nothing. Oh, Battleground and double or nothing on the same day. So I mean we got the NXT and AEW, but the main roster's got a pay-per-view next month, and we probably won't find out about what it is until it, it we already know what it is. We already know what it is. Really? Night of Champions. Oh, they're doing that next month? Yeah. Night of Night of Champion. So Night of Champion. Oh my. Okay. So this is how it's gonna go. Night of Champions is Saturday, May twenty seventh. The following day is Battleground and Double or Nothing. So, the thing, it's it's kind of like, again. The lull is here. We're going to get some buzz around Battleground and Double or Nothing. Um, then it's going to quiet down again, probably, until going into August for SummerSlam. Um, Let me see. So I actually... I'm quoting it now. SummerSlam is Logan Paul's next match. We'll be at SummerSlam. Against two, I have no idea. Okay, so I have the events going up to so 
We are currently April 21st. Tomorrow is Hikaru Goto for New Japan. Spring break in on the 25th. The 29th is Satam is NJPW, the draft, Don Taku, Backlash, Resurgence, Under Siege, Night of Champions, Double or Nothing, Battleground, all taking at the same weekend. The best of the Super Juniors finals, NJPW, Impact. Dude, we have more NJW and Impact than we have actual main company pay-per-view. Yes. Um, and it's great for those that... Uh... Like that, but for people that... For companies, for uh, for guys like us who have to talk about relevant wrestling and before anybody gets mad at me i want you all to tell me the last time you watched an njpw match it's very hard because we have this gap where we don't i think june we don't have anything yeah i don't think um, we have anything in june leading into july the end of july going into august i mean that's really where things ramp up um but yeah it's gonna be a little slower until then for sure, for sure. We have, unless, who's a major free agent right now? Shoot, I don't know, because Brian Gage, uh, we five year, five yeah, year, five-year deal. Um, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that we're probably going to be talking about as it leads, starts to lead toward a next big pay-per-view is maybe the status of Bray Wyatt. Because apparently there's more health issues, and he's still dealing with them. Um, yeah, they they released Uncle Howdy's theme song today. I I. I mean, I guess if you got if you got Bo under contract, you might as well use him. Like, yeah, but who's he? But Bliss ain't back. No, I mean, if I mean the only thing I think is they're gonna like have Joey him. Gacy. Joe Gacy, yeah. Joe Gacy. I I don't know. Um it's yeah, the wrestling is gonna be very quiet for like a month and a half. So for the main podcast, we will give you guys content every week. It's just gonna oh, yeah. be a little interesting. We will have we just got done yesterday filming an interview with a wrestler. Um unfortunately, Rev had work so he was not part of it i got to do this one solo all i can say is this one really touched my heart and i hope you guys can feel that through the interview i really enjoyed this one we were going to keep expect a lot of interviews during this time i think from from uh after SummerSlam into Royal Rumble is probably when we won't have as much. And then going back into Mania season is when we will. Um, depending on the state of the company, like, I mean, WWE-wise, we might have a lot. We might have a little. Who knows? Um, but as we start to wind down here, do you have any hot takes from this week? I mean, again, the uh, the lull of pro wrestling is my hot take. And it's really been the only thing that I've really been trying to question and trying to understand what's going on. Because, again, I think we're kind of in an unprecedented like time because it's never this quiet all the way across the board. It's never been this quiet all the way across the board. No, it's never been. Um, 
and it's it's really weird um because even it's if you... almost it's almost like the only noise that's really happening is negative noise yes like a lot of people unhappy about this or unhappy about this and you know it's okay to look into that but like i loving pro wrestling the way that i know i do and the way i know that you do like dwelling on all that negative stuff like i don't want to do that it gets fucking old i don't want to do that because i don't want to hear everybody trashing this thing that i love and it doesn't matter what company it's from like i i love pro wrestling i know you love pro wrestling um and so like i try to tune as much of it out as i can but that's really like all that's going on right now people complaining about punk people complaining about endeavor people complaining that vince is still in charge people that complaining that you know um new japan is doing this with dave finley or oh they paid this much to, to uh, mercedes but they can't afford naomi and so she has to just sit or you know i'm tired of the bloodline or like there's there yep like you, people you gave i saw, a lot i see it and i saw an article literally like an hour before we got on this podcast talking about how people believe that Kenny's belt collector title run was better than Roman's. And I don't have an opinion one way or the other, but you can't really compare the two. No. They're two different things. Kenny's reign for what it was did not need to be long. The fact that he went and collected all these titles was enough to make it interesting. Roman wasn't going to other companies and collecting titles. Roman stayed in WWE. He was just creating his empire so and that's two different things yeah and so it's like kenny's didn't need to be long to be good romans that kind of storyline for it being long that's why it's good and whether you love roman or hate him you still tune in because that that build of that storyline all the way from what three years ago yeah i guarantee you we've all had our eyes glued to what's going on that alone tells you it's a good story that alone tells you that rain is good and you know the kenny's was good because of a different reason it was a totally different feel and vibe to it so you you i feel like people complain just to complain they they crap on something just to crap on it they they have their opinions and they think well, just because something I don't like is happening, I'm going to shit all over it. Like, I'm sorry, but pro wrestling has things that people love and people hate, and it will always be that way. And you've got to take the negative with the good. It's just what it is. I mean, You're... in the NFL, in the NFL, does anything ever happen? Does, does anything constantly good ever happen in the NFL? No. 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 Or in basketball. No. Or in hockey. No. Or in any sport. No. It doesn't. Hell, even in in theater, I mean, even in cinema, I mean, is anybody Marvel happy about? Uh, mm, don't say Avengers, it. Don't guy? say it. Oh yeah. Nobody's happy about that. No, I cried because he right? fuck, he he screwed everybody over. And that's life. Like, yeah. If you love pro wrestling, like, just sit back and just let it go. Like, yeah. You know, we have our little moments where we nitpick about something, but it's never beyond that for us. Like we just will vent about it and just then it's done. And we're like, all right, well, let's see what else is going to happen. Let's go. You know, night two of WrestleMania and Monday after Monday after WrestleMania sucked. But here we are still watching, still yes. following the product. 
because we love this. And I really wish more wrestling fans were like that. More wrestling fans would just enjoy pro wrestling. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Like, it's what it is. So your hot take, it's it's crazy that you said that because I haven't told you my hot take for the week. Mine was after a few days of looking at Twitter and just just having it bottled up. And this is what I want to say to a lot of not just wrestling fans, but this new generation that's younger than me is no matter how much confidence or quote unquote riz you have, your opinion, unless it's verified, is not fact. And I'm fucking tired of it. I have seen so many younger kids. And when I say kids, I mean anybody who's under 25 who have gone well, this is my opinion. I'm going to treat it as fact. I'm going to make everybody believe it's fact because I'm this confident. What we post on this on this podcast is through Fightful, is through Jim Cornette, is through multiple resources, is through hours and hours and hours and hours every week. This is talked between us. This is through our through screenshots, through shared links. This is all proven fact because we put the time. If I see somebody try to convince me otherwise because you think that you are going to, in a toxic way, try to convince me or change me, I'm sorry, I'm too stubborn. And I'm tired of seeing that on Twitter. I really am. I mean, if you haven't joined our Discord already, I mean, there's been multiple instances over the last couple of weeks where not just to each other, but we're sharing in the wrestling channel of our Discord a, a screenshot talking about a rumor that's going on, or you know, like like it's a constant for us. We don't just like be like, well, this is what I think, and we just throw it out there. No, like we're constantly going um, back and forth. But you saying verified uh, definitely brings oh. something to my attention. Oh no! Uh, no! Since the. Uh, the uh the Grinch stole Twitter check marks. Yeah. Um everybody out there, do your research when something is shared because now people can create fake accounts and spread anything they want to spread. And not only that, in terms of fake stuff, new just harmless news that you can get like like there's people that will pose as these these wrestlers or video game developers or what have you and they'll message and ask for money and they'll try to get and scam you everybody be careful about you know what you're doing do your research look into it because we're about to see a whole lot of people getting scammed and getting lied to like it's it's just the way it is and it's really stupid that even like verified it's no longer about being verified it's about a status symbol of having a a blue check mark like Everybody be careful of what you're you're clicking on, what you're talking to, um, because it's about to get really bad. It's about to get really bad on Twitter. So be very careful. I'll I'll say this for the both of us. Neither of our accounts will ever hit you guys up for money. Now, if my account does hit you up to help me be best friends with Date Fuego del Sol, that is me. I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself completely. <laughs> <laughs> If it's money, it'll never be that. It'll never be asking for donations or click this this shady link or anything like that. But if it's like, yo, 
throw my name out there to Fuego del Sol, then that that's probably me. And I was probably. I mean, if if you're getting a message from like Alexa Bliss, like privately, I'm sorry, it's not her. So you might be a really good guy, but it's not her. It's not her. It's not. Sorry to tell you, it's not. Um, another thing that I will say about that, and I can't necessarily speak for Swole here, but my account never will I pay for a blue check mark ever ever so you're just gonna have to like find out if it's me because i'm not ever doing it um i don't care what grinch musk wants in life it will never happen it will never happen and i'm sorry if you did pay for it i feel really bad for you um i might do it you later make down, me sad. Later down the line, I might do it just to do it. Yeah, if you buy a blue check mark, I'm sad for you. You know what? If I buy a blue check mark, I'm gonna be okay because I'll be verified. That's okay, but you're still paying seven dollars a month to say you're you. I <laughs> so I have to you prove know, it. I can say I'm me without paying seven dollars. <sighs> I, I I might do it. I just I I like how much hate it's gotten now. I'm I, I just want to go buy like go to a, like a a, a silkscreen t-shirt shop and pay seven dollars for just a t-shirt with a giant blue check mark on it. I was thinking of you know how they do the laminated pictures of just holding it right here and just yes. being like like seven dollars seven dollars yes seven dollars uh. I'll I just... feel like I feel like if we ever like get back in the ring, one of our merch should be like a a, a hat with a logo of a a Twitter check mark, and we should yeah. charge seven dollars for it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You guys can't take that. We copyright. No, it's it ours. Now. It's it's now a new frame rates and face locks merch thing. We're gonna have a F and F verified T shirt that we sell for seven dollars. Oh, we can do that. We yes. have a website. We can. That's do what I'm this. saying, and it's, and so we don't get sued by having the check mark. We can just like a a blue F and F logo. Yes. On a t-shirt, and it just says verified on the front. Yes. So Seven dollars. Oh. Seven dollars. Yes. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. That's it. We beat Elon Musk. This I is mean, how we at can... least hey, at least when you buy our seven dollar verified T-shirt, you'll feel much cooler than you when you pay elon musk seven dollars because yes i'm sorry but elon musk doesn't strike me as the person that needs seven dollars a month no no he doesn't but i mean i don't think i need seven dollars a month but like come on like a billionaire like this man just lost a rocket he needs seven dollars a month he's he's (laughs) gotta build another one His Teslas aren't doing so well. You like how they took the check marks away right after he blew up the rocket? I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mike. almost like he's like, this hinges upon the check marks. <laughs> if it goes all the way around, you get to keep them. If it doesn't, they're gone. Three minutes and we were like, you know what? We're still verified. And then it blew up. He's like, not anymore. <laughs> Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with us for this week. We had a lot of fun. We will be back next week with you guys. We also have a special CHW match 
a last man standing with a debut that you have not met yet, but Ooh. you'll meet him very soon. Ooh. The wise man has not made his debut in CHW as of this as of this podcast. And you will meet, you might potentially meet him before. The implications is it will be Eric Evans, aka Rev, versus our wise man in the Discord in a last man standing match. And the winner will get the opportunity to challenge for all of you guys that watch for the seven seas championship now what is the seven seas championship if you haven't started yet it is our mid-card title but it can be relinquished for a shot at the world title they will get the future opportunity whoever wins i didn't make this match rev and the wise man made this match by talking shit in the discord hey, hey all right look i was quiet for a while but then the the rightful champ being held back all this stuff kept coming and it made it too easy it made it where it's like okay like i've watched it enough now i have to say something and so i had to and then it became a back and forth thing and you know um i'm not one to uh shy away from a little bit of banter so it was like, okay, you want to come back at me? I'll come right back. Um, and then so... I finally had to step in because I was like, okay, all right, they're just gonna keep challenging each other. Let's have a let's have a one-off match that could potentially be more. Who knows so, how the story's so, going? So um, I will just say this: some insider, inside insider, inside joke. Being um, having seen you know uh character models and such i would I, I would say i would wager his uh chances are very stone cold <laughs> and no. i will say this also at least eric evans knows how to tie his boots oh. i'm just saying when he gets in the when you guys see the wise man in the ring look at his boots Look at his boots and tell me what kind of trend is going on here. Because I'm still trying to figure it out. And, I mean, as a human being, wise man and I, you know, nothing but love there. We enjoy banter back and forth. But I really don't understand the boots, wise man. I don't get it. I understand the rest of your gear. I get that. But the boots, half tied, half untied, tongue hanging all over the place. Like, what is going on? It's like, Austin and Cena had a love child that never got taught how to tie his shoes. No. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let... Yeah. I'm just saying. Nothing but love for you, wise man. Um, you and I. But in, in terms of CHW video game world, as, you know, to steal a line from a certain neon green and black superhero. What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Um, but yes, uh, you know, um, as far as the banter, like I, I said it from the beginning, like my Eric Evans is going to be world champion one day. Like I, I've been pretty about that. And when you have the, the same energy coming from somebody else, 
I'm like, I don't know, buddy. Like y'all, y'all's paths were bound to cross in the in and that's CHW. Nothing, that's nothing against the other CHW talent. Um, I think I don't think there's a wrestler in the CHW roster that's not great. I like all the characters. I think it's really cool to see different takes on you know a wrestling persona and characters and to be honest like uh it's even you know wise man that, that's cool you know it's a reflection of what you you know you see as your 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 persona and i i respect that um but the competitor in me i mean i gotta throw some barbs back and forth um but i'm excited to watch i've watched the last couple episodes um it's really cool to sit back and you know maybe one of these days when one gets recorded, we can get on this thing and maybe have a special guest commentary guy. Oh, tr- uh, trust me, I've been I've been wanting. So here was my idea. So we have four pay-per-views a year, a season, not a year, a season, which is Heroes Will Rise is our backlash. Welcome to Horrorland, which is our extreme pay-per-view. We're about to head into that last shot which I was going to ask you, do you want to kind of see if we can test it out and do it? That's kind of our money in the bank. Like that's your opportunity. And then domination, which is our WrestleMania. That is 20 episodes, a 20 episode season. I am. Like I said, I, I enjoy watching it. Um, and you know, um, the performer and podcast host and um again performer in general um i would love to get on and do some commentary for it i think it'd be really fun um uh to you know to watch the matches and commentate on what's going on i really like what you're doing with it um and i i think guest commentary on it would be dope like the uh the paper the first pay-per-view with me just setting up and it playing through the story. You and Kevin Owens, man, it's going to be, you're going to love it. <laughs> you're such a dick. Eric, Eric Evans is a dick for no reason. And I love it. The thing is, is like when I, I built his purse, like the personality, we can move the sliders to like yeah. aggressive, disrespectful, all this. I really wanted to portray a guy that, for what he wants or believes like there's nothing that's going to stand in the way of him like pursuing what he thinks or believes and so like if he's got to break some rules cool if he's got to play the nice guy and you know not step out of the rules he could do that too um but you know it goes back to you know in in interviews um i always call call back and even when you know wrestling and uh you know my persona last time we wrestled and kind of how that's evolved for when I get in the ring again is like Eric Evans and myself as a wrestler. Um, I want them to be the embodiment of being a pit bull. Like he, he gets in somebody's face and he, you know, keeps pushing and pushing and pushing until he gets what he wants. Um, and you're going to have to borderline kill him to stop him. Like that's just the way it goes. Um, I don't expect to be the best all the time. And yeah, you know, just like in real life or in CHW. Yeah. Eric's going to lose his fair share of matches and he'll be may or may not be champion now or later or however long it takes. But I, I really wanted to bring a character that is a shade of gray that can be both good and bad. Like I don't want to be on one side of the spectrum. I kind of want him to be all over the place. I kind of want him to, 
you know, be an asshole sometimes and not be an asshole sometimes. So I'm excited to see what's going on with Kevin Owens and all that, but I want to see him interact with like everybody. I think it's going to be cool to see that. So the way the story is, I'm not going to spoil or anything or give my ideas away is you haven't truly shown if you're heel or face, but the way that the character has manipulated Kevin Owens and now after week two, it's it's interesting where I can tell that the way they made 2K23, the way you can change their personalities, it's you in the ring. You can make somebody, you have the potential to make the baby face look like a heel in a moment and to where people are shocked and where the baby face himself is like, I did that. And the audience bleeds off it. And so as I have these unedited videos, I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. But my reaction, I can see my reaction and you, I just see myself go, because I'm witnessing this. I'm simulating it. I'm like, fuck, man. The thing that I've always believed is wrestling psychology is not only really important, but it's beautiful. And like you said, I mean, I, I take that as a huge compliment because, you know, even when I'm in the ring, that's kind of what I try to do. Um, I like to really play around with the psychology of, you know, being in the ring and who I'm in the ring with. And uh, those are the stories you remember, like moments like that, where, again, you, you, the baby face is manipulated into doing something that's not so baby face. And the audience is like, what the hell did I just see? Yeah. And that's a moment that the audience will never, ever forget, win or lose. That moment's stuck in their head forever. Yeah. And that's what I thrive off of. So it's a super, like, I appreciate that compliment. It means a lot to me that not only that I do that in real life, but also that I was able to put that into a video game form. Uh, that's a huge compliment. So thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It means a lot I, to me. I'm excited. You guys will see more CHW content. Remember, you can go to our Patreon. It's a dollar. You get it five days before YouTube gets it. Also, if we have enough guys subscribe in season two, potentially live pay-per-views on so, Patreon. Something I've been juggling around and, uh, you know, we can work out the logistics of it, but I've really been working on something that uh, the fans of CHW can kind of uh, have a little bit of effect. Um, being I made it where Eric can be re-uploaded, I would like to see fans out there download Eric, make whatever custom gear you want to make for him, Send us, send me some photos. Send me what you got. The winning one that I like the best will make into an actual gear, and you'll get to see Eric sporting the duds you made for him in a future episode. I think oh, that'd be really cool. That'll, that'll be cool. Um, I do know that it's been really cool. Some of you guys out there, or even people maybe not watching, have liked Eric enough to actually download him. So it's been really cool to see that ticker go up and people actually putting you know Eric in their games. I think that's super cool. Um, I got a championship out there, and I think I've got like 10, 10 uh, downloads of it or something now, which is really cool. Um, I really like the feel of the belt. Um, and yeah, guys, like I, I, I'm definitely down to do something really interactive with it. I think it'd be really something really cool, and it might be something that we can do with other characters or other things in the future, because 
you guys out there in the creation community make some really dope stuff. Um, I Even when I don't download something, I like to go on there and just scroll pages and scroll pages just to see what I can find, just to see. And I've downloaded like other women's wrestlers that are created, other men's that I can just plug in and do different things with. Um, and there's some really cool creations out there. And there's even some out there that do something similar like uh, the Patreon, except you pay their Patreon and they will make you a gear just for your character that nobody else can download the logos for. It's just yours. Oh, I think that's okay, such yeah. I think that's such a cool like concept. Like so, you know, you guys out there watching, you have WWE 2K23. Um, go online, look up Eric Evans, uh, hashtag Eric, hashtag Evans, hashtag CHW. You'll find it. Um, feel free to download him. Um, you've got our links to our social medias down below. So please feel free, custom it up. Send me some pictures. I want to see what you guys come up with. And, uh, you know, whichever one, you know, uh, wins, I will, uh, we can actually upload and uh, make a second gear slot and get him out there in the, in the gear. So I think that should be really cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next week. We love y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs>